5.07 in the morning. <clears throat> Good morning. Something just happened. I was sound asleep and I heard a car alarm outside my window. <clears throat> I looked outside and I saw car lights flashing. I felt something, some sense of concern, some heightened sense of concern. This was about 20 minutes ago. So 4.40, maybe. I laid back down. And then I looked at the lights again, and I thought that the car lights were for a woman who is um, developmentally challenged. And I thought to myself, she's not going to know about this. And eventually the alarm went off, but the lights kept flashing. And then I thought, so if they flash throughout the night, but nobody does anything, that makes her vulnerable. And I felt concern that if someone ran away but not far and nobody paid any attention to her car lights flashing, that could make her car even more vulnerable. So I turned on my bedroom light. And then I laid back down. I still wasn't satisfied so I turned on our um, outdoor light and I still wasn't satisfied so I got my robe on oh no 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 so I lifted up the blinds to our bedroom where the window was sort of open but the screen was there and I took a little video of the lights flashing now, why? I don't know, except maybe at some other time, if there needed to be some sort of evidence that the lights had been flashing, I had the video of it. That's Okay, so it's kind of funny because when I lifted up my phone to take the picture, it took, the, took a video of the blinds, and then I lifted up the blinds, and it took a picture of the screen, and then I pressed the phone into the screen, and that's when it got a picture of the car. And then I still wasn't satisfied, so I got up. I went outside. Greg's not here right now, or, you know, I'd ask him to do this with me, amen. I went outside, and I went down the stairs, and I saw it wasn't that young lady's car. It was my next door neighbor's car. Um, our friend. And I just had this sense like, I just, so I knocked on his door. It's five in the morning on a Sunday, but I knocked on his door. And eventually he came out and he was way asleep. But I said, somebody may have tried to take your car. Uh, 
the alarm was on and now the lights are flashing. And sort of groggily, you know, he was like, oh, okay, thank you, you know. So I came back home. And uh, eventually I turned off my bedroom lights. I laid back down. I heard some noise out there. I went to the door to show him the video because the lights had gone off. But maybe he won't know that the that this happened. So <clears throat> maybe five minutes later, I could hear um, a video recording of a of the I think the police department. And I laid here thinking, my neighbor is calling the police to tell them that his car, that there was an attempted robbery of his car. He's got a very, very, very expensive car. And I was like, huh. Huh. And then I thought, Lord, you, you woke me up. You allowed me, like, to care, right? to do all of this stuff, you know, take a picture, turn my lights on, turn my other lights on, walk out there, distinguish whose car it was, wake him up, and now he's waiting. He's still out there. It's been probably 10 minutes that he's been out there, and he's probably out there waiting for them to come to him. And while I was waiting, I was remembering that the door on my car, the front of the door is... Uh, the front of the door handle is broken. I just went to open my car door about a week ago, and the front of it just kind of came off. Well, my husband's really big (laughs) and really strong, and I just assumed that was him, you know. We've had oven doors break and, you know, dishwashers break. I'm like, yeah, that was just Greg being strong. When I laid here, I thought, oh, I forgot one thing. So yesterday as I was putting some things in my car to take over to my parents' house, I noticed that the car next to me, uh, the guy's door handle is also broken, but in the back of it where the lock is. And he'd had... Uh, duct tape on it or something and I noticed this many 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 times I just had an itch like I wanted to go to an auto parts store you know and get something just one of those things just minding your business but itching to help somebody right so I'm laying here listening to the video recording of my neighbor calling the police and I thought you know somebody might have tried to take my car too my car's not the most expensive car on the planet. But people have literally stopped me while driving. They've stopped me while I've gotten out of my car. They've, like, had to come over to tell me how much they like my car. <clears throat> and I'm like, huh. And then I just had a couple of thoughts. I've had plenty of thoughts about, Lord, do I stay here? Lord, do you want us to go? Because my lease is up. And I know one, two three, four, five, five to seven people that I would totally be happy living with who live right around us. And my one, two, three of the, two of them, well, 
three people have already said, hey, let's live in a house together, right? Um, we, we're all buddies. We're all friends. And I've had this recent sense about just getting kind of a big house and living together. I just talked to Greg about it yesterday. Okay. So moving on. So I, this, so this happened, this happened in the last half hour. Thank you, Jesus. And I was thanking him. It's just, thank you, Lord. And there was a song I heard. We're all broken people. It's a song about everybody needs grace. And so the flow of my thoughts went from what was happening to this song that I had when the alarm went off, I was hearing that song in my sleep. And I said, Lord, is there something in my um, conscience that right now, because I'm awake, I'm unaware of, like I don't have connection to it. But as I was sleeping, was I aware of something that I not need to repent of, but that I, okay, need to repent of. Is there something that I'm, is there something that I'm wanting to connect with you about? Like, Lord, I feel the brokenness of this, you know, kind of a thing. So I went to this place and it was sweet and intimate with the Lord. And I'm hearing that song, we're all broken. It's a Danny Gokey song beautiful like we've all made mistakes we all need Jesus and these are thoughts that we're in the room with or in the environment of this attempted car theft and my my neighbor half awake outside waiting for the police right and while I'm talking to you me hearing something being thrown which might be a car piece that is no good anymore or rock it sounded like my neighbor is frustrated lord i pray that you help him and protect his car protect his um, property so some of the thoughts i was having was were okay if it's not about something that you're bringing to my conscience about me are you connecting this to this attempted car robbery to the diversity of people that I live around? Uh, I adore my home and I could be here for many, 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 many decades. I really could. I really could. But Greg and I, Greg has taught me about the difference between renting and owning and how we really want to own again a home again and that he's really ready for it and I have a vision for 300 acres where we have people with us a very specific vision that I've been thinking about every single day right and I'm on uh, Zillow like every single day so there's there's a lot in this environment of what I'm sharing with you. There's sort of a lot in this bubble 
of thoughts and feelings. And let me, okay, so that, so there's that. So there's this question about, Lord, do you want us here where we are, where let's say there are things that have happened? Uh, There was a SWAT team here maybe a year or two ago with like from a television show with a megaphone yelling out to somebody's name come out I remember thinking is this really happening like am I dreaming this there was um, a dear person who passed away from COVID inside their apartment Um, there was a garage with a stolen car full of weapons that was seized. There was, I'm 100% serious about this, Um, there have been more than one There's been more than one couple with domestic abuse issues. People that Greg and I have known, um, households I've been praying for, they're not here anymore. But one of them in particular, um, the Lord taught me with the first couple how he wanted me to respond to this particular kind of thing if I have a suspicion that someone is being hurt. And in the second circumstance of this, where both, I knew both couples, I was able to walk with the Lord concerning this couple. And the young man was taken to jail one, two, three times, four times. One time in particular, I was taking another resident to an AA meeting getting in a car and noticing at the time I didn't know I saw maybe four but like ten SUV police cars that came to pick this person up another time Greg said there was a something marshal field marshal something marshal state marshal um, who came to pick him up um Someone had their catalytic converter stolen. Uh, somebody's car was stolen. Um, the, the the resident manager, we've, there have been one, two, three, four, about seven resident managers in the last four years. And one of them was forced to leave. I was on my way to give food to somebody. And I, on my way back, no, I was on my way, and someone said, hey, um, I'm thinking of moving here. Can you tell me about this place? And I kind of thought, yeah, why why come to me, you know? And interestingly, while this person asked me this question, two people came out of an apartment that was not theirs to go to their apartment, um, likely to buy drugs, uh, there's 
some somewhere there has been a supply of fentanyl and a state trooper I think told Greg hey if you want to help a person they were coming to get get him off of fentanyl or f- yeah that's neighbors or the police chatting okay so <clears throat> uh there's by the way stick with me with all these details there's we've got a point I'm getting to down the road okay and thank you for allowing me to unpack this the way that I am. Amen. I'm finding it with you. So, uh, praise you, Jesus. And now he's showing me. So now I'm getting a clue about something. But, but so uh, just now I saw more. So, so this person says to me, hey, what's it like to live here? Well, I've got to tell them the truth about this, right? I have a, my heart has a responsibility to honor their journeys, right? Um, and I said, you know, I can't, I, I cannot speak for the ethics of the place. I said, but this has been my experience. This has been my home and I've loved it. And for these reasons, or I've loved it in these ways rather. And he listened and it was kind of raining he didn't have a coat. He didn't have an umbrella. Um, he listened. And uh, and I said, I just said, you know, that there's a re- I've got a review out on Google. Um, these are the things that I've experienced that have really blessed me where I am. I said, but, and I named off some of the things I just said. These are things have happened, you know, so I'm just, you know, there, I said, no, I said, there's been a lot of police activity. That's what I said. Just to let you know, like if, you know, if that's something (laughs) when you want to move somewhere, just to let you know. So he nodded and I remembered, haven't I seen him like on another day wandering around this property? So I go to someone's house and apartment and I'm coming back same guy he walks up to me he says to me hey can I ask you one more question and I said sure he's and now we're now we're in the rain rain not like drizzle now it's raining he and neither one of us are wearing coats or if I maybe I am but he's not at all protected he's just not caring and there's something about that that was odd to me he said uh you call this home, but I've heard reports of neighbors, who residents, other people I've asked, who say that their utilities are like inconsistent. Like one month they're charged this and another month they're charged that. Now, mind you, I didn't even question the guy. I just believed what he was saying. And I said, mm, yeah, like, okay. I said, look, turn around. And I pointed to the next community. And I said, if you want a like drama free, you know, whatever. I don't know what I said. I said, go there. They're beautiful. I said, they might even be less expensive. And I said, um, I don't think anything happens there, basically, like nothing. And he looked at me, you know, and he nodded. And I said, but if you choose, I said, what's your name? 
I said, if you choose to move in here, this is where I live. This is my husband's name. Um, come to me. Just introduce yourself. I'd love to know you. Uh, they're working it out out there. I'm really grateful to the Lord um, for waking me up. Okay, so... And I'm really grateful he still has his car, amen. So um, he thanked me and he walked away. And I moved on with my life, right? And I, and I, was, I was asking myself, because I ministered to the resident manager as well as to residents here, just somebody that I knew and loved and I was aware of, but I didn't know, I didn't have facts, right? So I obviously didn't say anything to this guy, but I, I just was aware of people talking, put it that way. A lot of people did a lot of talking. But I loved this resident manager, and I didn't know if any of the talk I heard was true, and I was at, just asking myself in my spirit, just did you honor the resident manager as well as the property as well as the person that was asked I was just asking myself you know did you honor did you honor all that was involved well uh let's see maybe four days later was it that or two days later between two and four days later Greg and I were at a store getting him a thermos for work, <clears throat> looking for a thermos. And on our way out of the store, he got a text. And he said, well, our RM is gone. I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah. So he got a text from somebody who got a text as sort of the word went around that that this person had been fired they weren't gone but they had been fired and I was like honey this is odd I said somebody randomly like came up to me the other day and asked me this thing and like I had not dishonored the RM but I did tell them there's a lot of police activity and you might want to live somewhere else when they came up to me a second time in the rain with like no coat no umbrella nothing and he goes yeah he came up to me too and he said, and this is what I said to him, and blah, blah, blah. So he, this is someone who had gone to a lot of people. <clears throat> and I said, I wonder if he was a secret shopper or an owner or whatever. And then maybe three days after that, <clears throat> I happened to see the outline of somebody moving away. And my brain, I was, I wasn't, I just, it was just, I think I was taking the trash out or something. And I later realized that's, that is the RM that somebody that was living on site here. And they're, they're gone. Like, right, they're not just no longer working here. They are leaving. So there had to be drama somehow around the whole thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I had an RM, a resident manager, who used to send me videos of sermons that moved him. Um, I had an assistant RM who, and I would feed, I fed almost all of them, you know, just cook for them and love on them. And 
I've just had a lot of relationship with these people, right? Um, I've had neighbors that called me mom. Uh, I had a neighbor who left uh, some clothing for me on the door, on a hanger, just bought me something randomly. Uh, I've got a neighbor that just yesterday left me um, body balm and lotion and lip gloss that they made themselves. Like we have really known and loved our people. We've had people over for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and and we've talked about buying a house, right, with with these folks. Wow, it sounds like there was some damage done to his truck. Lord, I'm so sorry. For Lord, I just ask that you that you minister to his heart and that he has the money to repair anything that was broken or damaged and that you just guide him in the following days concerning where he's going to live, what he's going to do concerning his vehicle. And I pray that you would keep him safe and all that he possesses safe in Jesus' name. So, okay, so all of these things are true. This is just backstory for you about where we are. And you can understand that as my lease is up, and my sliding glass door hasn't worked. And I could really use a new dishwasher. I think there's somebody been here 15 times to fix the dishwasher. <clears throat> and I really need a new carpet, etc., etc., etc. It's like, just live somewhere. And it's not cheap, by the way. Just live somewhere else. And if you pool your resources, I mean, we could literally live in a, a mansion, right? Okay. We could buy it. We could rent it whatever we did. I'm from this neighborhood. I live in a really nice neighborhood. And it's just the, the, the exact place where I live has had a lot of challenge. And I've had people who wanted to live here because we live here and decided, no, there's no way I want to live here because they didn't right want to live here. Amen. So I'm, I'm laying here. And something that came to me was, Lord, you've called me to live by my feelings. I've never thought that before. But at almost 20 years ago, between 15 and 20 years ago, the Lord said, live by heart. Live by heart. And he had me write a book called By Heart. <clears throat> And interestingly, there's only one person. Okay, there are only two people that have ever read that book. Uh, the book was on cassette. I spoke the book out from all of my writing. And then I had the book. Uh, I made a CD of that recording. I gave all of those tapes to someone. I don't know why they wanted them. I can't remember what happened. And they like never, they didn't give them back to me for years, for years. I heard something about them being ill and I didn't want to bother them. And so for years I didn't have my cassettes. And then at some point I just felt a nudge and I contacted them and said, Hey, could you, could you please, please give me my cassettes? And they said, yes. And then they didn't give them back. 
And I don't know, six months, years later, I can't remember exactly, but eventually I got them back. And the person said to me, this was actually a pastor of a very big church. He said to me, I needed them. I needed them. And I was like, okay, wow, that's powerful. Uh, and so I gave, So then I had a neighbor at the time who, I, I think I asked him, so how do I, I've got all of this, how do I, how do I do this, you know? And he said, I will, and he listened to them. He said, I will get you like a bunch of CDs. This is where we were, technology at that time. I said, okay. So he personally made me just a bunch of CDs of the book. So there are only two people that have ever read that or received that book that the Lord had me write. Uh, But it's in those two people, praise God. They both got to receive that book. But it's interesting to me that I wrote a whole book and just two people. Again, I know this all sounds a little random, but if you are someone who's heard other messages I've offered, just, just be with me, okay? So I'm, I'm laying here and I've got all these other things I've thought, like where do I live? And there's that song and there's this neighbor's car and things that have happened here and people who'd like to live with us. And gosh, don't you know, I would love to have the next step in my journey with my vision of being somewhere people can be, amen, with us. And I thought, Lord, you, just randomly, I thought, Lord, seemingly randomly, Lord, you want, you called me to live by my feelings. Well, I'd always said to live by heart, but tonight, this morning, I might live by my feelings. And then I was checking that out. I'm like, is that true? Yes, it is. And then I thought about how radical that would be for many people who are, you know, run away from your feelings, don't depend on your feelings. And I was pressing in for more wisdom about it. And I was hearing what you feel most deeply. And what I feel most deeply, that's where, and this is where it was not just where you, Lord, are, and not just who I am most deeply, but where you and I are. That's what I was getting as we abide, right? As I abide in Christ and Christ abides in me. This is a a whole theology thing in Christianity, abiding, living an abiding life. And many years ago, when I was wondering what the name of a book might be that I would write before I had the title by heart, I considered in Christ. That was in me, just to in Christ, whether it was be a, whether it be a chapter or the name of the book in Christ, that just felt that strong, right? Uh, um, an aspect of our lives that that core to who we are in Christ. Well, the I could see, I could see in my deepest, in the deepest of my being. It's you and me. It's not me. It's not you. It's you and me. And God had said something to me very recently through a prophet that really confirmed this feeling that I'm having right now. As I'm having these thoughts, and I'm 
seeking wisdom from the Lord in the spiritual realm. And I begin to see a painting that he led me to do. I'm just, you know, almost doodling with paint hanging out. Don't have any uh, end. And like, I'm not, I'm not painting to paint a thing. I'm painting for the fun of it. But I look at it and I could actually see. So I just did dots, like a Surratt. Surratt um, was a painter a long time ago who did something called pointillism, where you just dot, 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 right? And on this particular canvas was already uh, like ink pen dots from years before when I had been at the office between sessions, just dotting with colored pins, different colors, just having a good time. And so on top of those little bitty dot, 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 Surratt dots, I was now blot dotting with a bigger brush acrylics for hours, just hanging out with the Lord, right? Enjoying painting and at some point emerging from this hangout time with the Holy Spirit was an actual picture. So with no intention of making a picture, the Lord brought forth a picture from my having fun. And what I saw in this picture was a woman with her eyes closed, a baby in her arms, the baby with like a blanket Um, like a newborn, no more than maybe a week old, if, and then maybe a, maybe a month old, if, and then this isn't the easiest thing to describe, but in the latter, so like down maybe where the legs would be of the baby, twins, two more babies, but that haven't been born yet, that are like still in the womb, I think this is where they were. <clears throat> and you could see that one was a girl and one was a boy. I, you, this is, this is like other people looking at this pointed out these very things. The babies were not as easy to tell, but once you see them, you can really see them. And then this kind of womb look at the very bottom, W-O-M-B, but not down where a woman's womb is normally, but up where the heart is, like the heart being a womb. And uh, so that's beautiful. It was just a beautiful painting, beautiful, beautiful more, not because of like museum, but beautiful because you could see it's it's an actual thing. And then I looked at it and it wasn't just a woman half of the face was the woman was the woman half of the face looked like Jesus so I'm looking so you know I had this thing like oh you want me to live by my feelings and is that yeah you do and you know when you said by heart you meant feelings but my deepest feelings and my deepest feelings are you and me. That's in the the depth of who I am 
in Christ is who I am. That's my identity. That's where I come from. And praise you, Jesus. I'm just feeling a gratitude. I know that my neighbor is very, not very happy right now. You can hear from the kind of slamming going on. And there's a lot. He's doing a lot. Whatever he's doing, he's doing a lot with his truck. And it just sounds like there's some kind of damage. Something happened out there. Although he's super unhappy, he's still got his truck, right? That's the faithfulness of the Lord, amen? Oh, and then another thing that happened is my... I had license plates that said, you are beloved. <laughs> and somebody stole <laughs> one of my... This is during COVID. You are beloved. And they stole it. It's like, okay, maybe they need that, right? And now I have beloved, but it looks like blue veds. <laughs> Moving on. Um Live by my feelings is what I got. Live by my feelings, but not just my feelings. Live live who I've made you to be. Live whereas it says in first John, you're abiding in the Holy Spirit. Live from that place where the Lord has um supremacy, sovereignty. Um directorship, uh, partnership, uh, communion, where he most easily gets out, amen, to others. That baby, whoa, that baby uh, in this painting is golden. So the eyelids of the woman and the man, the eyelids are golden. The baby's head is golden. There's little bits of like glittery of the, the babies inside the baby's blanket or like legs area. They have little golden like speckles. The, and then the painting itself has some areas where it's got that metallic gold color. <clears throat> and all of this is, as I'm telling you this, all of this is carrying prophetic weight for me so whoa this is just so powerful so the lord said to me he's given me a vision go to golden to have 300 acres in golden and i like i said to you every day almost i look on the Praise you, Jesus. I look on Zillow or whatever and look for property where we could have 300 acres. And by the way, I actually found, recently I found um, 300 acres. Yeah, it's the most, it's next to or the most expensive property in Golden. But I found 300 acres and it looks like something that would very much be conducive to the things in my heart so that the Lord at some point in the future, I believe, is going to do. So that baby is golden, the baby in this painting. So I'm seeing this thing about living by heart and the womb being the heart. And so tonight, the iteration of what I was receiving from that prophetic sense was, and this is the first time I've ever seen this, was 
how do I say this? It's, um, it's the Lord coming through. So I've had recently, if I haven't mentioned this in this podcast, I have heard in the last year, the devil's reign of terror is over. I've heard that very clearly. And within 48 hours to a week from my hearing this, two other people said the exact same, one person said the exact same phrase, and then I read somewhere. Like, I don't go finding things to read, but just somehow I ended up reading on the internet, the devil's reign of terror is over. And someone in conversation said to me, well, the devil's reign of terror, the Lord said to me, the devil's reign of terror is over. And I was like, okay, that is just confirmation of my spirit, Lord. I know I heard that and I'm not letting go. I don't know what it means. So I don't know what you're going to tell me that it means, but I'm not letting go of that. That's one thing. Okay. If you don't know how big that is, I'm here to tell you that's big in the name of Jesus, right? If you haven't heard me say this before, this is good news for you in the name of Jesus. I just give it to you and love you with that. The devil's reign of terror is over. God said so. And I was, I mean, for about three or four months, I was preaching this. Okay, so then he also said to me, maybe within the last five months, it's this year, he said to me, no, 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 more recently, two or three months, he said to me, the church age has ended. The kingdom age has begun. Whoa. And I remember, and he even took me through this whole thing with Henry VIII, and he just showed me all sorts of stuff. The king, he's like, the kingdom age has begun. Now, Here's the thing about a prophetic word. As far as I'm concerned in my life and what I believe, every single thing that God says to me, it's right now and I'm living. Like I'm walking in the great expectation, um, not of it coming, but it's here. Okay? And, whoa. And yet I, I have to humble my experience of your reception of what I'm saying, meaning it could be 10 years, 100 years, 1,000 years before somebody actually even hears what I say or believes what I've said or sees what I've said. Like, you know, I I was reading Habakkuk, Habakkuk uh, this week. The Lord had me read Habakkuk, who laments to the Lord. And the Lord is basically saying, you know, dude, you don't know what I'm doing, but I'm for my friends and against my foes. And not, not, not long ago, I was preaching out of Nahum, whose name means consolation or um, comfort. And is in the line of Noah and Jonah and all these words for rest and um, grace. Um, but, but interesting, it, you know, if you know the, those books and those people, it, it's interesting. So I've been preaching on that. Um, but I'm living thousands of years after these prophets. Amen. And I'm sure, you know how you ever, you know how you, you chew gum and the, the flavor's almost gone and you just keep chewing it because you're getting a little bit of flavor left. Amen. These prophets lives have been giving off flavor ever since 
every sense, ever since they spoke what they said. So when you receive things from the Lord, you, 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 you humble yourself. You know, you're a messenger where the gold is the message. Amen. And so I live in the present of what God is saying and recognize his unfolding or the iterations or the, the fluid, the, the, fl- the flower, the, the, I have no idea. Amen. I only know this is what you said. You are true. And in the name of Jesus, I, I'm going to announce it and I'm going to live this. <clears throat> so what I felt I sensed, okay, there's one more piece to the puzzle and it's okay if you don't remember all the things I'm saying but there's one more piece to this puzzle before I give you the the sort of crux of what I believe I'm saying and that is oh I'm feeling this pray to Jesus about six years ago no six seven eight about eight years ago I graduated from seminary and people were asking me, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. I mean, God told me to go to seminary. I wasn't, I wasn't, I got to go to seminary. So I don't have a, a sense of my own. You know, I want to, I, whatever he wants is, it's fine with me, you know? And there was some, there was something going on at the time. And I was like, you know, I'm not actually going into ministry until this particular thing is resolved, until this thing is worked out. I'm not, for somebody, I'm not gonna, I'm not entering into ministry. Greg had come home one day and he said, honey, one of our neighbors wanted us to know about this ministry that happens where two people, like a couple or two people go into an apartment community and they're there for two years. And they do events and they minister the gospel to the people in the community. He said, honey, I'm telling you, as they talked about this, I was like, it was as if they were, this is what he said. He goes, it was as if they were saying, this is what we do. And the, the person that we're looking for to do this for us is about five, eleven. Kidding. Five four five five, and her name is Terilyn, and she's got brown skin. You know what I mean? He just—it was hilarious, and I'm like, huh. So that was the, you know, I was like, yeah, we could do that. You know, I'd be happy to do that kind of a domestic missionary. But then there was this thing going on, and I'm like, mm, no, I'm not doing. I'm not even going into ministry until this thing is worked out. And, uh, praise you, Jesus. And, uh, somebody called me and said, hi, I'm from Denver Seminary. So I was pondering, like, whether or not to go into ministry yet. And I decided, nope, I'm not going. I'm not going until something I'm aware of is completely dealt with. And then I'll go. And that's kind of how I am in general. Like, you might call it having your ducks in a row. Not, I'm not a, an anal person and like everything has to be perfect. But for me, certain things need to be in place 
in my mind. My mind says certain things have to be in place for this. Okay. So it was 10 and a half years before I got married. Amen. It was like, I'm in my mind. I'm like, you know, I'm going to want certain things, certain basic blocks to be set. And were they set before I got married? They were not. But I did, in my mind, say they needed to be. But when the time came to get married, it was just time and I and I got married. So here I was, no, I'm not entering ministry right now. And maybe Greg and I had gone for an interview with this group, this organization, and sat with them. Now, mind you, I know if you're not familiar with me and the way that I minister these messages, I'm going to just share with you, don't, and if you happen to be someone who really wants to get to the end of something quickly, don't fret about what I'm saying. I promise you we'll get there. I have an eye on how long I've been talking and how long I have for these, and I will share with you the fullness, but frankly, everything I'm saying is connected to that fullness. Okay. It's how I got to the fullness and it's how you're getting it to it as I share, getting to it as I share it with you. Praise you, Lord. And thank you, by the way. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to me. Okay. Praise you, Jesus. Yes. So maybe Greg and I had gone on an interview. And the reason I bring it up, and I've got a bit of a giggle, is... They said, we have A, B, C, D, and I think E properties. The A's are like, you know, they're just amazing. And the B's are not so good. And, you know, and the C's, those are really kind of, and then the D's are just, and we're like, huh. And uh, they were like, are there anything, is there anything that you guys require and I said, well, I would love a fireplace. I love fireplaces. And uh, we were like, but no, I mean, not that we know of. They recommended for us uh, a property that was way down there, way down there. Um, it was in Denver. And... Uh, I can't remember why, what it was. Maybe maybe they told us this is not our top-of-the-line property. This is a property where there have been issues, and we're kind of wanting you guys to go in to kind of re-something, reorient, love on the people. Don't remember. It's been a minute. But I had thought, for some reason, maybe things that people had told us that these were going to be like amazing apartments and amazing neighborhoods, blah, blah, blah. Well, this was, this was becoming literally a missionary thing. And I was like, is that really what God's calling me to do? Like go to kind of a, you know, ranky dank part of town and live in maybe a ranky dank place. And is that really, you know, you've I've taken me to two schools and all these years and hmm. and then I'm uh, I'm not going into ministry at all I'll just go get a job 
So somebody calls me. I'm from Denver Seminary. I'm a student. And one of my professors told me to contact you. Could I come talk to you? Yeah, absolutely. You could come talk to me. So, and I had just graduated. So they said, so where do you live? And I said, well, I live here. I live in a different city. And they said, um, I'm, if you're, I live like two and a half minutes away from you in the same neighborhood. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. So I live maybe 50 minutes, right, from where I went to school, but I live two and a half minutes from you. Very interesting. So they came over and we went out in the backyard of the house and I uh, closed the uh, sliding glass door and the screen and we're sitting out there and we're chatting. And they had a question for me that the professor had said, talk to Terrilyn. So I'm chatting with them and I'm seeking to offer them a little help in this area and we're chatting and turns out they're a prophet. Not prophetic, a walking, talking prophet. And how do I know that? They said something to me. Um, Something happened. I'm just sitting there and they said, boja, 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 boja. And I'm like, huh, interesting. I said, you know what's interesting about that? I'm actually not going into ministry until boja, 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 boja happens. And this is what they said to me. Can we please go forward? Now, I've never met this person in my life, by the way. I'm just, right? Never met them. They're here to get something from me. And they look at me. And they get that prophet thing, right? The wild-haired thing. And they're like, the wild hair thing. And they're like, can we please go forward? Can we just go forward? Can we please go forward? (laughs) If you knew my life, amen? Some of you probably do, but if you knew my life. So I was like, I'm looking at them. This has nothing to do with the person, amen? This is the message coming through them. And I said, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go forward. Yeah. Yeah, we can go forward. So I still don't know if I'm going to do that property, right? But I have now said out loud, I am going into ministry now. Now. And I've said it to a prophet. So we have our visit and they leave. Okay. Last, as far as I know, last thing I'm going to tell you before I t- end I go outside, um, I had had surgery um, on my abdomen, and I go outside, uh, staying at my parents' house, my mother was nursing me, and someone has broken glass on the, whoa, all over the end of the cul-de-sac, I mean all over it, just broken glass. So I go into my dad, it's his house, and I say, hey, dad, there's broken glass out there. And he says to me, clean it up, which is kind of an odd thing to say, like, it's not my house. He's like, clean it up. And he kind of laughed. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't even know how to like, get a broom. I'm like, okay, so like, he's not going to do it. So I go out and I get a broom and I go out and 
it's a broom on blacktop, right? So, and it's little tiny and I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And it's taking, I look up and there's a kid who has gone and gotten a kid. And they're walking toward me with brooms. Two or three, three people, I think, walking toward me, teenagers with brooms. Not a word said. They just start doing what I'm doing. And I felt the Holy Spirit like you would not believe. And this is what I heard. How do you clean up a neighborhood? One broken piece of glass at a time. That's what he said. And that was my confirmation. You're going to go to that property. And we had a very illustrious, beautiful experience at the property. And I'll tell you about it at some point. But that's what's coming back to me right now. I could go get a one, two million dollar house today. We could go and buy that with our seven friends. And that might be something that we do. But we're not leaving here. We're not leaving here. Uh, This place is called Arabella, and Arabella means beautiful prayer. We are not leaving here. We're not leaving these people. We're not leaving our neighbors. We're not leaving the people that God sends here. Amen. So what I saw, praise Jesus, with this picture and live by your feelings is the golden baby, along with the city of golden, along with my golden vision, is you is everywhere I go, everywhere I look, the Lord once said to me, I want you to go outside. What do you say? I want you to go out something like until you see me everywhere. It's not 100% clear exactly what he said, but that's my vision. So that's ultimately to the degree that he's taken me. This is as far as I've gotten this morning. That's ultimately my vision. To live by your heart that what you and the Lord see is. Amen? What you and the Lord see manifests. Like what you hope for, what you pray for, what you... Like waking me up and then this guy's car is saved. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that it was being stolen when the alarm was going off and if nobody had said anything, they'd have just driven off. But I turned my light on and then I felt led to turn another light. You see what I'm saying? All these little things are my heart moving out towards an uncharted area where God is wanting something. And the last thing he's going to have me tell you is that for nine months, there was debris outside about a block and a half away, about a block away And I kept having to go around the debris to keep walking down the street. And this went on for nine months. And one day, it was construction stuff. And one day I was like, you know, there's got to be somebody who can take this debris up. And I saw a phone number on one of those things that's like from a film crew where you go action, but for construction. And I saw a phone number and I just called the number. And the next day, it was gone. And this was debris going for like a third of a block or a quarter of a block. And they just took it up and it was gone. And when I went back and saw that, the Lord said, you can do much. You can do much. 
So all of this is sharing with me, wherever else I take you, don't ever leave behind the, the folk. Do you know what I mean? The people walking through the stuff. Why? Because we're all broken people. We all need grace. We all make mistakes. Isn't that beautiful? Love you, Lord. I love you. Bless you.